Okay, let's start. Uh, is anybody interested in praying in? And so is it just you and me, Carla, or is there, are there more people? I have Linda, too. Linda, are you there? Linda? I'm here. I'll be with you live in a minute. <laughs> okay. Then I'll pray in. So, put our hand in our heart if you're interested. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you everybody on lecture. And so is it just you and me, Carl? You, you're kind of echoey. It's not very clear. Hi, it's Christy. That's better. Okay, we're going to pray in. I'm going to pray in. So we haven't really, so. Take a breath of, Love and and gratitude. Grateful. Grateful to discover, rediscover, and realize this life of love and realize that we are love. We are the fullness of love divine. So grateful and thankful to to call forth from us this healing from this for ourselves, for our brothers and sisters. This is what we're choosing. So grateful to, thankful to allow ourselves to live our calling. And we're partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self for the purpose of remembering remembering this and recognizing our true nature and our true calling. Grateful and thankful to open ourselves to this infinite love, intelligence, pure wholeness, and healing. We're doing that right now in every moment. But in this moment, we are saying yes. Yes to our healing, to energizing our divine blueprint. And so grateful we don't we don't have to wait. We can do it now. Every moment. We can have our mo- healing now. And we share. We freely share. An excitement to share. Our healing. Our expansion. Our growth with everyone. Because we are one. In grace and gratitude, let it be. And so it is. Amen. Okay. Hello? <laughs> sure, introduce yourselves and let's see who all's here. Oh, Christy dropped. Uh, this, look, I'm here. Thank you so much, Carla. That was nice. And Linda's here. Just I had a little present from a cat that I had to clean up right before I sat down. <laughs> a Christmas present. <laughs> so right now I guess something Christy dropped that um is just the three of us. Um uh, what would you like to talk about? I think Christy came on the line. Yes, yeah, she dropped. She's not here right now. Oh, oh, okay. What well, says? Oh, it's it's. Is there any three of us? 
Let me look on the webcast. Uh, it says there's one attendee. <laughs> Hello, whoever it is. <laughs> okay. Anything uh, you'd like to bring up to have us all um, bring to the light? Have us all have a healing, whatever? Well, I guess I can share. Um, I've been experiencing like a, a recognition of my stuff in my face. <laughs> and um I'm I feel like it's um a lot of it is precipitated by the counseling sessions that we're sharing with each other and that we've been doing um in order to get our certification. Um and when it first started happening, it, it was freaking me out a little bit because I felt like I was backsliding a little bit. But now I'm realizing that it's coming up for me to, like, see it and notice it and just accept it and move on and know that I'm not that person anymore. Mm. That... um and and you helped me with this too, Carla, that was um that was in that space that was having those thoughts and feelings and judgments. So it's like it's just coming up for me to review it. But the emotions are not attached to it anymore. It's like I just see it and go, oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and I can, but I have to, I do have to acknowledge it and, um, like, appreciate it for um, reminding me where I was, mm-hmm. where I am. Yeah, I don't know if anybody else is having similar experience or not, but that's what I've been noticing. (laughs) Probably every day. (laughs) 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 I don't know how many times I probably lose count. But it's, it's really great what I'm hearing and what you're sharing is that you've disconnected identification so you're just seeing them as, ooh, oh, I see that. My oh, my car's, my tire's flat. <laughs> but doesn't I mean I'm flat, you know, but right. it's probably not a good analogy. But it's just, you see it, but it's not, you don't identify with, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, and I think, you know, even if I do for a few moments identify with it it's just mm-hmm. um well like for example today i i called my mom i always call my mom around noon or 12 or twelve thirty because that's when she gets up <laughs> just to check on her and see how she's doing and um and today was my day of rest because i uh worked both saturday and sunday at the co-op was very very busy and um so when i spoke to her i mentioned that this coming weekend is christmas eve and christmas day and um i guess she didn't realize that it was already coming up this quickly and um made her sad you know missing my dad and um thinking about all the things that they used to do together to get ready for Christmas and um, how she doesn't do any of that and nor does she have the desire because I brought up, well, you know, would you like to, you know, do one or two of the things that you guys used to do in preparation for Christmas? She's like, no. (laughs) So, but, um, 
but I could feel like there was like a tug of guilt that, you know, I had this day that I was going to be spending in meditation and prayer and doing my dance practice and just really relaxing and focusing on loving my own heart up a little bit. And um, I think in the past I would have let that um, that guilt completely ruin my whole day of relaxation. Mm-hmm. And instead I just, you know, I noticed it coming up and um, I acknowledged it and, um, you know, said, you know, if if I felt the draw to go see her, I could do that. Um, but instead I just, I called her a few hours later just to check on her and see how she was and she was doing better. And I just, I really honored the fact that I was spending this day just focusing on my own stuff, you know? So that's, I think that's kind of a big step for me, a big change in how I would have reacted in the past. I, I think that's positive. I think that's good. Yeah. It, it feels mm-hmm. good. Well, and, and the thing that uh, at, at first, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to articulate it as well as you did, um, but I've told several people lately that I'm just not the same person that I was in January. And, um, and, I think that's true, and I think that was partly what you were saying. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just—I don't know exactly what the word is, but you know, further on the continuum, maybe. Um, but, but definitely uh, not in that same place that I was when I started in in January with Magical Living One, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and that and that feels good. Um, I'm I'm able to identify a lot of things that that were sort of like, um, you know, under the radar. Yes. Uh, you know, like um, mm-hmm. an unsettled feeling, or 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 just like a, a vague notion that that there's something wasn't uh, quite right, or something. You know, and I'm now more able to see what it is and to, and to be able to uh, to speak about it rather than just it being an undercurrent. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so I, I don't know if that's what Carl was saying about identification. I feel like I'm doing much better about being um, uh, not attached to the outcome and not having an agenda. Uh, allowing uh, life to just kind of flow, and if I mm-hmm. if I drop a ball, oh well, you know I, I can I can do something about it later, or, or you know later that day or the next day or or something. But I don't feel the the like um, uh, you know it's not devastating. It's like a it's like an oh well, um, okay well I'll see if I can do better. Uh, later or tomorrow or or whatever, mm-hmm. and so I, I feel like I, it's not more happy-go-lucky at all. It's 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 um it's like more um it, it it I feel like I'm I'm just kind of being you know carried along by the current of spirit maybe. Um, and I was I was just giving uh, the analogy. Uh, yesterday to a client that I was talking to uh, about the difference between being the salmon that is battling its way upstream, boom, 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 bounding up and, you know, bouncing on the rock or being in the, in the little boat that's gently going down on the current, you know, on the side, kind of in the eddy where it's the quiet water. And, mm-hmm. and uh, life is much more like being in that little boat and going downstream 
you know, with the current and in those little eddies and a lot less um, hammering myself on the rock. Um, so I, I think that's improvement. Um, it, it feels like improvement. He said, I just want to interrupt a minute just because I want to welcome another person on the call. You want to say hello? Carla, are you talking to me? This is Christy. I dropped off and then had to come back on. <laughs> yes, you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, me. Hello. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt, uh, Elizabeth. I just wanted to welcome Christy. So I, I, I totally agree with you on that. And and so um, I, I like the way that you handled your mother, Linda. Yeah, thanks, Elizabeth. I think I, I would have been that <clears throat> fish pounding myself on the rocks a year ago. <laughs> you know, beating myself up for... Um, not just rushing over there to console her or um, just, like I said, spending the whole day being torn, either doing that or doing what I was guided to do. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying being on that quiet little boat in the eddy as well. <laughs> It's so much more peaceful. Mhm. Yeah. My uh, my life used to be so much more um, frenetic. You know, uh, I, I have a really high gear that I can access that that I pretty much don't access anymore. I, but I can if I if if I need to. You know, if there's an emergency or something, I can go into that higher gear. But but um. I I don't want to be, you know, at mock speed all the time. I I want to do I want to be on time or early. I want to I want to just, you know, be peaceful. And not uh and not running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Mhm. But trying to, you know, adhere to the timetable. So it feels like progress for me. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. It sounds like. And so how are, are y'all's sessions going with people? Really good. I'm moving along. <laughs> I finally have a, a couple of regulars, and and that feels kind of good because then we're able to get into a little bit like deeper stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not and not to uh, like dealing with the crisis of the moment. Mm-hmm. And um and so it, it it's. It's more satisfying than than like dealing with a, a crisis of the moment, um, and I, I hope that I'm handling it well. I think so. Um, so, uh, do you all have people uh, that you talk to on a on a regular basis that are? more regulars than than just like a a one, two, or three-timer? I only have one person right now that's a a regular that's not um, from our group. Um, But I've probably had a dozen or so um, that have one or two sessions uh, since May. That are not from our group, so yeah. Um, I just haven't launched into this, Elizabeth. So my answer is no. I don't have regulars. Um, I was trading sessions for a while and then had to reduce those. 
just in general feeling <clears throat> like it's it was too much for me this year. So I'm I'm at the bare minimum, and we'll see what 2017 holds. Well, I've been thinking about you though, and, and so how is is the new uh, law practice slash arrangement going? Uh, you know, it was much ado about nothing because <clears throat> right when he and I decided to basically join forces, which was at the end of August, he fired his associate, so he took on an additional 20 hours or 20, 25 hours a week of work onto his plate, which was already at 40 hours. Okay. And then he also then he also became a part-time magistrate judge, which is you know, magistrate judges are small claims court judges. <clears throat> and um, there's this, the county that we practice in um, is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week court, so they need judges to, around the clock. And so they needed a couple part-time judges to pull night and weekend shifts. Yeah. So he went ahead and applied. He took that. He took that job, and that's an additional 15 hours a week. So. Now he's up to, you know, 75-hour work week and, um, you know, has a wife who's, who homeschools their two children who are seven and three, and the seven-year-old is pretty significantly disabled. Um, I don't know. So he just became slammed, and all of our joint discussions about all this grand marketing we were going to do never really came to fruition. We had some opportunities to do things, and they kind of started drying up. And then about a month and a half ago, he said, let's get together and talk about our future. And we did, and it was anticlimactic. It just turned into a situation where he said, I basically am not in a position to be able to start marketing until January. And so this was, you know, October, and um, end of end of October. and. You know, it turned out fine. I just said, that's fine, and I'm not paying for the office space here because I really don't need an office, and I don't know. It, it just it worked out fine, but uh, the larger realization for me, which I've shared with, you know, Carla and Linda and anybody who'll sit still long enough for, to listen, um, is that <laughs> I, can, I cannot – I mean, this is this is a drum I've been banging right for four or five years. Okay, twenty years, and um, mm-hmm. it's. I, I was listening to a fascinating thing about what career means to people, and <clears throat> it's more about what is who does the career allow you to be? Who are you being in in a particular career versus the idea that it's what you do, right? So satisfaction from career comes from who you get to be while you're doing it rather than, you know, what you're actually doing. So and the analogy that was given by this career coach was that there was a man who came to her who said, you know, I'm in my 50s, I'm unfulfilled, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I need to make a change. And and so she said, well, tell me about your dreams. uh, Oh, and he said, yeah, and I have fulfilled every major career aspiration that I've ever had. And she said, well, tell me, you know, about your childhood dreams. He said, well, when I was a child, I wanted to be a magician. And I wanted to do these amazing magic tricks. And then when I was in college, I wanted to be an architect and build, you know, um, uh, you know, beautiful buildings. And he said, now I feel like I want to take people outdoors on travel adventure guide, you know, be like a travel adventure travel guide. And um, so cutting this this story short, um, making it short for this call, she basically just pinpointed the theme. And the theme was, you know, when someone sees a magic trick, what is the expression on their face? What is the feeling that they have? It's like of awe and wonder, like wow. And when you're when you're walking, you know, through a city and you see an incredible building, you know, an architectural masterpiece, the feeling and the expression is one of wow. And then another career he had he had um wanted was 
to do major billboards in New York City in advertising. And she said, you know, the theme here is that people are seeing the billboard, they're seeing the, the building, they're seeing the magic trick, and they're thinking they're awed, right? They're in awe of the beauty and the wonder or the excitement or the, the mastery. And she said, so this fits that you would want to take people out into nature and wow them in nature, um, that you want to be a facilitator of these incredible experiences. And he said, yes, like he was like brought to tears and she said, do you, see, do you see that it's not what you do? It's who you're able to be when you, are, when you are providing a service to the world. And she said, you want to be a facilitator of people's joy and awe and um, wonderment. And so I was thinking about that in terms of how we're choosing to do spiritual counseling and how we choose professions and even how we interact with our clients. like. They, we all think it's about what we're doing, but it's really about, like, who do you get to be? Do you get to be happy, compassionate, tender? You know, do you get to be someone who's guiding and showing? Um, you know, do you get to be patient, you know, accepting, listening? Um, you know, what are those core feelings that that we get to embody when we're doing spiritual counseling or, conversely, when we're parenting or you know whatever it is that we're doing and I realized it's it's who I don't get to be when I'm a lawyer and I've had so many discussions about this idea of can I be the embodiment of love even in an industry a man-made industry that thrives on chaos and conflict can you be a light worker even in the middle of what feels like war, right? It's, it is war. It's just, it's a war with pen and paper, not, you know, swords and, and guns. So it's just a fascinating thing. And I'm turning it over to spirit constantly and saying, show me, show me what you want me to learn about this profession and about who you, who we are meant to be. Um, and help me heal this because my big fear is that, you know, I, I was telling someone that, I think I was telling Carla today that I prayed and thought, okay, this thing with DJ is not working out. This law firm merger, my whole grand plan of jumping in and healing all these raw wounds, this is not working the way I thought it would. So I'm closing the doors in June. Now, mind you, this is a repetitive mantra that goes on every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I prayed about it, you know, should I close the law firm? Of course, I got an instantaneous yes. And then, you know, when? And I got June. Um, but it was interesting because I began to soften around the edges today, partially because of ego, thinking, well, now, wait, 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 wait. What are we going to do about money? What are we going to do about this? You know, it's like it's like I have a gremlin sitting on my shoulder. So, um, but it really helps me reframe the whole situation and also any work that we do in the world, like whether you're shopping or driving or counseling or lawyering or parenting or even like, Linda, when you were talking about um, your mom today, you know, roles get reversed and then parenting turns into daughtering. You're basically being a great daughter. You're daughtering your mother, right? Right, yes. But, yeah, but who you get to be with her is your full, authentic self. You get to be all those things, happy, compassionate, um, loving, patient, and accepting. And you get to to be that loving parent to yourself and say, well, today is the day for me to rest. In the same right. way that moms say to kids, yeah, moms say to kids all the time, I've got to rest. I'm laying down. You go to your room, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's amazing how, like, all that growth and evolution is allowing us to basically turn off the voice of the ego that would say, see, you're bad. You're bad because you're you're an aggressive lawyer. You're bad because you didn't race over to your mom's, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I don't know. We're we're unraveling that. And um, the the insights are coming faster and faster. So that was a super long-winded answer to your question, Elizabeth. I apologize. No, but it, it was full of information, though. <laughs> that is one thing I can be full of, right? <laughs> well, 
I have something to say. So this is what what everybody's saying is triggered this for me. It's like, what? What am I energizing? What am, am I? Do I need to go and 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 do like promote myself, do stuff to to drawing clients, or do I wait? And do I? Or I think it's a it's not either or. It's it's both. And so somehow I've been trying to 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 allow the flow of life to happen but say yes to the, whatever's happening and so so my my the question again was I don't think I finished it was it do I need to go out and do anything or am I just allowing the flow to come and just just energizing like what Christy says is the beingness, the the way I want to be with whatever seems to be happening, you know. I mean, to answer your question, Elizabeth, I I I have, um, I think Linda is my only client in a way. Kind of we we trade, and I haven't done anybody else. Well, Connie once in a while, but she's busy, and so. So I can I can feel the upset coming up into my voice, but that's okay because I feel like whenever I do have a session, which is it's very wonderful and authentic and and fun and beautiful. So I'm it's so it feels like to me it's actually a practice on letting go of what I'm wanting and allowing whatever seems to to flow, but, but also, how do we do that allowing and still energize our deep desire of our heart? And that's, that's, I really don't have an answer to that. It's, I guess it's, the answer is each moment, what I choose, you know? Yeah, and not, <clears throat> not judging ourselves by, ourselves on a timeline that's comparing us to anybody else's timeline, uh, you know, just been being um, really apparent to me in these last few weeks that it's it's just mm-hmm. not helpful, <laughs> you know. It's okay to get ideas and tips and stuff from other people, but to um you know look at where one person is um compared to where I am and um mm-hmm. judging myself or the other for that is it just zaps my energy so I'm not interested in doing that anymore that this um 2017 and actually starting right now is that's one of going to be one of my major focuses this year is releasing the uh, compare and despair, and really um, taking the um, the power away from it, and um, and the energy that I feel that it zaps from me when I allow the ego to run with that, comparing myself to others. I'm with you, Linda. And the interesting thing is that because we live in a world where it's like, oh, you start the course and you do, you fulfill these requirements and then you attain the certification and then you move on to step two. And, you know, it's interesting because Jennifer has intentionally not structured her courses in a linear, in a linear way. And everybody's buttons are pushed by that, right? So we're like, wait a minute. What you know? Where's my benchmark? And you know, I'm I'm not there yet. And you know, like I got really triggered when we went to the intensive. I, I I'm like, where's the notebook with the curriculum and the and the syllabus, please? And um, because I'm just ticking the boxes. And what happens? What what is happening is we're getting triggered to bring that up for healing. And I didn't even know. Actually, this is what I thought. Oh, I'm going to go to that intensive. And then I didn't know that it was like 111 hours of counseling. I'm not sure that I knew that at the time. But 
I was thinking I'm I'm just going to go because I clearly I clearly have things that I need to heal and I want to be a spiritual counselor and I'm going to take this course and I'm going to fulfill the requirements and bada bing bada boom I'm going to be this I'm going to be a spiritual counselor well not quite because I realized at the intensive I am so blocked um below the neck I am not in tune with my heart I am I I can I can say a lot of fancy stuff about spirituality. I have a lot of knowledge and information, but as Jennifer says, that's absolutely not healing. That's absolutely not powerful. Um mm-hmm. knowledge is is not healing. And um so all the trite clichés and the spouting of wisdom and knowledge and ticking off the boxes and getting a certain number of clients every month and fulfilling the requirements and advancing through the curriculum, it's completely meaningless because it's not for me, it's just going through the motions, and I've done that my whole life. Just be engaged where my one strength is, which is analysis, but disengage when it comes to the heart and growth. And what's the point of going through the spiritual counseling training curriculum if it's not led by spirit? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's fascinating to me how even in the Masterful Living curriculums and other curriculums that Jennifer has, and Carla and I were talking about this today too, that she's just like, yep, I'm following guidance. And we're all like, what? Wait, no. You know, we need we need to know this now. And and I have been very triggered this year with the changing up of the calendar, her, her travel schedule. And every time it comes up, I'm like, fascinated that I'm irritated and just releasing it because the ego is obsessed with certainty and and benchmarks and advancement but here's the truth we're already ascended masters we already have all of the the soul wisdom we're just spirits having a human experience thinking that we have to tick the boxes and get a certain number of mm-hmm. sessions in every month. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's all an ego head trip if we think, well, I need to be doing this, 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 or this. It doesn't matter. Like if you – God God is facilitating growth through this program, and it's not – you're not going to necessarily – I was telling myself this, Christy, you're not necessarily going to be – more of a of a messenger of love, a channel of love, or less if you don't complete this curriculum, mm-hmm. you know, or you don't get all the sessions in, or you stress yourself out about marketing and should I get more, what should I do, and, you know, oh, it's just such a head trip. It's all ego, and I do that. So, Carla, I can relate. You know, I'm already thinking, oh, I'm behind, I'm behind, I'm behind, and, you know, and behind in what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, did I I anticipate when I first started MLC that I would ever be here where I am? I would, I would, I actually limit myself by what I think I can do. So, um... I, I'm still doing it. I'm still limiting myself, but my intent is to discover and to let go of whatever is not is that limiting stuff. The the judging is so huge, which is uh, <laughs> happens so you know. But it's it's okay. I'm noticing that. I mean, I don't know. I just know that. I never anticipated that I would ever really become a counselor when I first started ever. But and so maybe that's that's when to let go of. That I'm still thinking I can't be a counselor. Maybe maybe. Yeah, for sure let go of that one. <laughs> yeah. You, you are. already are a counselor. Yes, you already are. are. Yep. Remember mm-hmm. to remember. I mean, okay. what's your definition of being a counselor? Like you have a full practice with 20, 
20 hours a week? Like, what? how are you defining it? I guess the word that I didn't say that comes to mind is successful or something. Um, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I have on my wall a thing that says success. Success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. <laughs> so, um, I guess that's that's what I'm really in my own way and in, in my little baby steps, giants that whatever happens, that's what I'm interested in is is um well, growing my willingness, which grows, which unintentionally my happiness comes because when I'm willing to just allow, it happens. So, I mean, I don't know. I know that MLC is changing, and I think I, I'm really, and I can see the thoughts, the judgment thoughts come up of not liking that. But I think that what really feels like is, Everything is is going to be great. It's going to help me. You know, do I have to do anything? I mean, I guess willingness is really the. You know, it's not the only thing, but that's really the foundation of everything. So I know like we're talking, Carla. What? You always have plenty of willingness. <laughs> uh, you don't live with me. <laughs> I, mean, I think I do. <laughs> you don't. You don't live in my body. I mean, we all see our own stuff more than anybody else does, which is why we're our our worst critic because we can see it. We know. We think we know what we see. But we're not seeing the real us. Um, we're really, I mean, I think, what was it? Uh, I think in a, in a class, I said something about, I'm not trusting, I'm not trusting me. And Jennifer said something like, something, I don't know what she said, but my interpretation is that, that I am love, because she said something about tr- changing my, aspiration to from trusting to trusting love and I'm like it's me I don't trust it's just you are love and I'm like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah so you're right Elizabeth I am willing I am I am determined to see you are. I know. I mean, that's what I, I, I mean, I, I've heard you in classes. I've heard you as the moderator on calls. I've talked to you myself on the phone. And and you have willingness to just be open and willingness for, I mean, anything you can think of. Yeah, that's that's so interesting because how do we do that in the world? And, you know, I can do that with you guys. Not saying I can't do it in the world, but it's really interesting that even with clients, right? I mean, I can be one way with, with you, say, you guys, with counselors, people who are going for counseling, or then, like, someone uh, had one uh, client that um, was so... You know, I'd offer, and then I realized I was I was trying to tell this person stuff that they weren't willing, 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 ready, or willing, whatever it is, to to really fully assimilate or or feel or or take on or whatever it is, energize, you know, or whatever. And so um, that's. Somehow, that's what I need. To, that's what I feel like I need to learn. Cause I'm, I'm great with other counselors and people who have worked the path. But how do we be client? How do we counselors to people who, who 
are not, who are just feel whatever they are. They're in. Uh, they're in. They're in. You feel suffering or whatever. I'm just trying. I'm not judging them. I'm just trying to describe it. You know. Well, it's like flying by the seat of your pants. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I feel. You know, I, but um, it, it, I feel like I'm also like, um, you know, in the zone. You know, when I'm I'm talking to somebody, uh, you know, nothing else exists except that conversation right then. And and so I'm well, just like really focused on it. I think what I'm learning is to let spirit lead. That's what I'm learning. And that's what sounds like it would be helpful in that moment, every moment. But maybe that's what you're doing too, Elizabeth. Like I think, I hope that's what I'm doing. I am. Um, that's certainly my intention to be. Um, not me driving the bus, but but me in the bus and spirits driving it. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree. I think when we try to insert our own idea of how this is supposed to be done, we're um, blocking the flow of the whole point of spiritual counseling. You know, it's interesting because I think in a course it says, you know, the unhealed healer, can do more harm than good. So the prayer is don't let don't let me be thinking ahead, don't let me be <clears throat> putting my own ego into this, just really try to get as clear as possible and just be a clear channel for spirit. And ultimately, like one thing I, I know I don't know if Jennifer actually said this or if this is just what I'm gleaning from the training, but, you know, Holy Spirit is going to take that person where they need to go with you or without you. There's no, You can't do anything wrong to, to mess up a session. Like you just, it, it <clears throat> there's a divine element here that supersedes any of our own worries or fears or, need to be perceived as successful or competent or whatever it is that we get tripped up with. And um, there was one other thing I was going to say about, oh, yeah, like here's here's the thing that I think about when I hear people say, well, um, how do we work with people who aren't on the path? And Phil actually said this to me because, <laughs> Excuse me. I told her I was worried. I'm thinking about rebranding my coaching, not my spiritual counseling, but my coaching practice into coaching female lawyers. Um, and I made a around stress and anxiety, which would ultimately probably for half of them lead into career coaching. Um, but I told her, I said, I, I want to embed spiritual principles in this type of coaching, but it feels like I would have to hold back because I don't know if they're spiritual seekers. I don't know if they're going to get weirded out with the use of these terms. And I don't think I can truly do this type of coaching, anxiety and stress, without getting right to the heart of the matter, which is um, the only reason we're stressed and anxious is because we think we're separate from God. And until we heal that core wound, it won't matter how many yoga downward facing dogs we do, how many <laughs> essential oils how many essential oils we huff, how how many, you know, bindi dots we put on our third eye. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't until we heal that core wound, um, all I'm doing is really just putting a band aid on a gaping wound. As Jennifer says, you know, we're just rearranging the chairs on the deck of the Titanic. So how can I and with integrity, coach female lawyers who are stressed out of their minds without going straight to the core essential belief 
of separation from from the divine. And Bill had a really fascinating response to me, which answers the question of how do we work with people who aren't necessarily on the path or we have no idea if they're spiritual seekers or not. She's an executive coach with one of the best organizations in the world. Um, and <clears throat> she has an extensive background in all of the traditional ways and means of coaching. But she said, Christy, you just have to, what about meeting the client where they're at? You know, can't, you know, think, think about how Jennifer meets us where we are. She doesn't jump ahead and try to inundate us with terminology or higher esoteric wisdom and, <clears throat> you know, she just meets you where you are and then spirit works through her to guide that person to the next level. And then I said to Phil, well, I thought you wanted to re- weave more spirituality into your coaching, right? Your leadership coaching. And, you know, she coaches leaders of government. So um, she said, you know, I we start with talking about the essential self, the higher self. You know, who are you? you know, or what is your higher self telling you? And that's obviously the equivalent of the higher Holy Spirit self, right? <clears throat> but she doesn't use that terminology. And she said, you know, you just get a sense, you meet them where they are, and you can use the same principles without couching them in terminology that may be foreign to them. They may ultimately come to embrace the tools and the terminology, but in the beginning, it's like when you're teaching someone Spanish, you just, you know, I don't just hop on the call and start speaking in fluent Spanish, mm-hmm. you know. My client would be like, uh, you know, no oy, no habla. You know, they'd be stumbling and fumbling. So, um, you know, starting small with those concepts. And then I really appreciated that because, of our work as spiritual counselors is probably going to be with people who are seeking a higher level of fluency with spirituality, but, um, you know, are timid or wondering, like, what does this mean? How do I weave it into my life? You know, those kinds of things. They clearly are seeking a spiritual answer, but um, we don't have to, you know, flood them with everything that we know. I don't know. Does that help? Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, several. I have uh, one client that she um, says she does not believe in God. So everything that I, I know, everything that I... Um, do with her, and she's she's one of my regular clients. Um, I change the wording around so that I'm talking about um, loving her heart and um, connecting with the universe, and you know, so it's not so she's not put off by the words that we use in our. Um, our own spiritual practice and our own spiritual classes, um, but she's still getting the the message. It, I mean, it's all com- coming from love anyway. So if I'm whether I'm telling her that she needs to spend more time with her heart, or I'm telling her that she needs to spend more time with God, it's really the same thing. <laughs> yes, you know, it, it right. it's a semantic. Right. Yep. And, you know, words are only have the meanings that we give them anyways. Right. Well, and, and, yeah, and spirit, spirit doesn't speak English. Holy Spirit doesn't speak English or <laughs> Vietnamese or, I mean, it, you know, it's a wordless, it's a wordless sacredness right it's yeah. the, it's the vibration and the intention behind the words and you know something else i'll just say this you could sit the whole hour with your client and not say a word that either of you understand and if the intention is for spirit to do the healing it'll happen yes yeah i see that yeah that's a good point 
I mean, Jesus wordlessly healed by being a, ve- a vessel for spirit. Mm-hmm. He yeah. really all, I mean, he was just, he was just interested, you know, are you willing? You know, to the man, you know, laying by the pool in, what was that, Bethesda? Mm-hmm. A guy that had been laying by the pool by the, by the, um, spring water, you know, and was saying, oh, I can't ever get in because I'm, you know, he had some sort of a physical disability. And what has survived through the literature in the Bible is, are you willing to be healed? Like, just give me that little teeny tiny bit of willingness there. And, I mean, you could say to your client the whole session long, you know, what is it that you want? What What are you willing to have happen? And just keep asking them that question over and over again to amp up their willingness. Mm-hmm. And have them get so crystal clear on what they desire and what they're willing to have happen. And, oh, my gosh, can you imagine the healing that happens then? Yeah. 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 That's good. Who, if you had the luxury of sitting for 60 minutes on the phone with someone, talking about in great detail and feeling Everything that you deeply desire, can you imagine you'd be like a hot air balloon floating off the the earth at the end of that call? (laughs) You would be so vibrationally amped up and then, you know, invoking spirit into that energy and then telling telling the client, you know, can you try to maintain this vibrational state? you know, at some level of intensity and mm-hmm. repeat and every time a thought creeps in that is gonna is gonna shut the party down, turn that thought over to Holy Spirit. Just turn it over to to your heart or just literally dismiss it and say, I'm not interested, I'm not interested. You do not come and crash my party. And then I would just be so curious to see what would happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so before we run out, of time, it, uh, it occurred to me that as you were about your mother and the conversation today, that you were um, you were creating some boundaries mm-hmm. in a in a, a, a um, about loving yourself. Mm-hmm. And I and I just think that that was so important. I don't know if you thought of of it as as boundaries or or not but i i see it as as um as you spiraling upward mhm that, that that was such a, a a loving thing to do i mean after working all weekend you must have been very tired yeah and i had i the way i looked at it is i was being a demonstration of how to love yourself because I had I had told her that that's what I was doing um, at the beginning of our conversation before I mentioned that this coming weekend was Christmas. And, um, you know, like I said, I could have rushed over there. And I did tell her that if you feel like you just need a hug, just call me and I can come over. So, you know, I left that up to her. But mm-hmm. I had spoken my intention at the beginning of our conversation that, um, you know, they were both days of the weekend, long hours on my feet at the co-op. It was very busy because people are getting ready for the holidays. And, um, you know, and this was my day to try and refill my cup. So mm-hmm. I felt like what I did was be a demonstration of love. And I'm grateful for that. And and I I think that's great. And and you a year ago, or maybe not even that long ago, would have felt compelled to put her needs in front of yours. Right. Mm-hmm. Or at least make so myself you... feel guilty the whole time while I was trying to fill my mm-hmm. own needs. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I figured out is that guilt and shame are totally of the ego. 
and they aren't real. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I discovered a place in the in the in the text, chapter four, section four, and it's in the tenth paragraph, which is almost the end of that section, and it mm-hmm. says, "The second coming of Christ means nothing more than the end of the ego's rule." And the healing of the mind. I, I, mm. I, I think that's what I'm working on. Mm. And, and I was so mm. grateful for that. Yeah. That's what we're all doing. Even even people who are doing the what seems like what? Insane stuff. They're actually going for the healing, I think. I just don't think they're going for it in a direct path, <laughs> a direct line of healing. Exactly. Yeah, we all have our own path. Right. Well, it's I I, I could always go over. You know, I don't I don't mind this conversation, but it's three after five. Um. Unless um, someone you want to go on a little bit longer, we can. Uh, if there's anything, any deep desire they like to put out, or I, I guess I don't know. Do we do prayer requests? But I think it's more intention. That seems more uh, focused, more positive. But whatever you want to bring up, is there any last? Uh, Desire everyone to speak. Well, just that my intention now and going into 2017 is to to continue to take back my power from comparison. Oh, mm-hmm. I like that. That's beautiful, Linda. You're Thank incomparable. You. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> You're exceptional. You're exceptional, and um, we love you so much, and there would never be any cause for despair. So, Thank you. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're an earth angel, and you're, you're doing a lot, of great, a lot of great healing work. I agree with that. Well, I think we're all angels on this path right here. That's for dang sure. Mm-hmm. I appreciate those words. Thank you. Um, would anybody like to uh, put it out? Uh, before we pray out, I just want to say Christmas to oh. everybody. Hope that everybody has yeah. a wonderful experience with family and friends, a loving, joyous, peaceful experience. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Love Elizabeth. that. Merry Christmas to you too. Mm-hmm. And now I'll pray out. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the opportunity to pray. Mm-hmm. 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 Taking that breath of love and gratitude with my hand on my heart. So grateful for this time to spend together, sharing from and growing our hearts. Grateful for that openness in our hearts. Grateful for our willingness to remain open hearted. Grateful that we are all stepping into our divine lives, knowing that none of our paths may look exactly the same, but our destination is the same because we are one. 
so grateful for our teacher, Jennifer, teachings of A Course in Miracles, all of the support we receive from her, from each each of us, from our whole masterful living community, our families and friends. Grateful for the assistance from the company of heaven, our elder brothers and sisters, angels and saints and archangels, and all those who made their transition before us, especially at this time of year. Grateful. And so grateful that we get to share the benefits of our lives of love with everyone because we are one with them. In grace and in gratitude, we let it be. We know it is done in the spirit of Christmas. And so it is. Amen. 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 Love you guys. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It's so Love nice, you, Linda. Thank you. So, does this mean there's a spiritual counseling class soon tomorrow? Oh yeah, I thought at four o'clock. At four o'clock yeah. tomorrow. It's one o'clock for you, Carla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Linda. I yeah, I get Facebook right. Yeah, we'll have to miss our call. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so it's at four o'clock right. tomorrow, so we'll see you tomorrow. All right. All right. Okay, oh, hi Connie. Everyone. Connie was here. Oh hi, hi Connie. Connie. <laughs> hey Connie. Oh she, she right. shows up. Huh. Was she on the web? Oh, she 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 was there and then I refreshed and she went away. So she must have been there for a while and now she's She's not. So we'll have to text her or something. Yep. Hopefully we'll see her tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.